thanking you for this hour, Father. Father, I come thanking you for my pastor who gave me an opportunity to preach your word, Lord. Father, I come asking for your presence to surround me, Lord. Father, I ask for your presence above me, Lord. Father, I ask for your presence below me, Lord. Father, I ask for your presence on each side of me, Lord. Father, I just ask for your presence all around me, Father. Because even now, Father, I realize that this has to come from you, Lord. So even now, Father, we just lift you up, Father. We just praise your name, Father. Because great is your name if you are worthy of all the praise. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory. How great is his name. His name is above all names. We ought to give God some praise this morning. You ought to praise him while you got a chance. But the way that things are going in this world, we don't know tomorrow if we'll have a chance to praise him. If you know what I mean. I will be, if you have a Bible, I will be coming out reading from Psalms 42 and 5. That's Psalms 42, getting in verse 5. Have it say amen. Amen. I'll make sure everybody have it. And it reads, "Why Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted in me? Put your hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for my help of his countenance. I read Psalms 42 and verse 5. The theme I came out up out of those verses is overcoming our problems with praise. And if I had to shorten it, it would be winning with praise. Allow me to begin by saying that our society has created an environment where we are constantly facing problems in our lives, whether it's by watching TV, reading the newspaper, listening to other people, or talking to people just in passing. We are living in scary times. We're living in a time where young folks is facing sickness just as much as older folks. We're living in a time where foundations are being shaken. Tornadoes are wiping out cities. We're living in a time where people are deciding they want to come into movie theaters and shoot people down. The entire structure of our world is on the verge of falling apart and everywhere people are desperately searching for answers. 
But the problem is we are searching in the wrong way. We are failing to realize that the root of the problem of the world today is sin. Sin against the living God of heaven and earth who will not excuse or ignore sin. But thanks be to God that regardless what we are facing, we can find assurance in Jesus Christ. Because as the life of a deer depends on water, our lives depends on Jesus Christ. He is our hope in the midst of our problems. Amen. In Psalms 42, 5, 42 and 11, and 43 and 5, we find words that were written by the great King David who confronts himself three times on how to deal with his hopelessness. He asked himself, he says, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Then he says, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. The Psalms is filled with praise and worship and beautiful lyrics that will help lift and encourage us grow closer to the Lord. The Psalms are so effective that it is clear that God had his hands on David as he wrote words that will change lives for generations to come. But I want you to know, David was not writing because what he thought. David was writing because he knew what it was like to be down. But David was also someone who was lifted up by the king of kings. That's good news because it assures us that God has the power to transcend human minds and desires, and he has the power to lift us to levels where others will have to respect. David begins this passage with praise and worship. Then he resigned himself to the fact that his soul was being drained of his strength. In fact, it appears that David is a man who is low and is in low spirit. Life has a way of allowing us to have good days, successful experiences, and joy that seems endless. But I tell you the truth, just like David, we will experience some problems. So to allow me to give five points that will help us overcome our problems in life. Number one, we have to believe the positive. Philippians 4 and 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good, report. If there be any virtue, If there be any praise, think on these things. In order for us to experience deliverance from our depression, we first have to change our mind in order to change our lives. One of the reasons we cannot achieve our dreams in life is because we have allowed society to put us in this position where we are spiritually blind. If we are ever going to achieve greatness, we first have to know that we are great, not because of our abilities, 
skills, finances, or education, but simply because we are a child of God. If, you, if you're feeling down and low and you decide to go see a psychologist, you know what they'll probably tell you? That you are suffering from depression. But as a child of God, we have to know that we're going through something in order for God to bring us out of. We have to keep a positive mind in all we do because a positive mind will free us from our past. That's what Paul said in Philippians 4 and 8. Whatsoever things are good, report and think on these things. We have to realize that regardless of what we're going through, we will not become a victim, but a victor. We should not shout because of what we're facing, but we should shout because in the end, we will have the victory. I read a story about a man who was in Hawaii waiting to watch the football game. The game was supposed to come on at 12 noon, but because of the six-hour time difference between Hawaii and the United States, the game did not come on until 6 p.m. The man was so excited that he decided to listen to the game on the radio, which broadcasted live about 12 noon. Then later on that evening, he also watched it again at 6 p.m. Since he already knew who won the game, it affected the way he watched the game. So when his team threw an interception or fumbled the ball, it did not bother him because at the end of the game, he knew that his team was going to win. My brother and sister, we have to already know that God has already given us the victory. So regardless of what we're facing, regardless of what we're going through, we have to keep our faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Secondly, we must look for purpose. In 1 Peter 5 and 10, we find encouraging words which tells us, after we have suffered for a while, God will establish us, settle us, and strengthen us. If you are living in this world, God has a purpose for your life. But in order for us to overcome our problems, we must seek God and ask him for his purpose in our lives. Because if we are outside of the will of God, we are not operating in his purpose. Someone asks, what is purpose? Purpose is when you know that you have been called to do something and there is nothing that it can extinguish you're fired. God has given all of us a purpose on doing something. And we have to be able to follow his commands. There's a purpose for everything that we are going through. Many of us have asked the question, why didn't I get accepted to the college of my choice? Why am I going through this? I'm innocent. How long will these storms last? Will God ever forgive me? We have to understand, since God is in total control, he knows the purpose for our lives. And whatever he allows to happen is designed to get us to his purpose. Third, we, 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 we must use the promises of God. We must use 
the promises of God. We all have made promises to other people, but from time to time, we seem to break our promises. But Jesus will never forsake or turn away from his promises. Many of us, because many of us spend too much time focusing on our problems instead of focusing on Jesus, who is the problem solver. Romans 15 and 4 teaches us that through patience and comfort of the scriptures, we have hope. Once I realized the power of God's promises, I never found myself in doubt. Because although I may have some problems, I knew there were some things that Jesus promised me. I also learned that if you do not get in a hurry, you always have time. Too many times we expect God to work on our time, not realizing that his timing is always better than ours. My brothers and sisters, we have to learn how to count on the promises of God. And just in case you can't remember any, allow me to share a few with you. Deuteronomy 24 says, For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies. Psalms 27 and 14 says, Wait on the Lord and be strong and take heart and wait on the Lord. Psalms 46 and 1 says, For God is our refuge, a very present help in trouble. Matthew 7 and 7 says, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened. John 3 and 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God has given us everything that we need, and all we have to do is step out on his promises. Amen. For we, 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 we must encourage one another. One of the reasons that many of us are falling by the wayside is because when we are down, we're not willing to help each other up. We need to give encouragement every chance we get because encouragement is oxygen to the soul. One of the highest standards in life is the duty of encouragement. Encouragement, it's easy to laugh at someone. It's easy to talk about other people. It's easy to discourage others. Do you know anybody, have, have you ever been around anybody and that's all they ever do is talk about other people? The world is full of discouragers. However, our job is to encourage one another. Unless we are willing to lift one another up, our society, homes, communities, and churches will never reach and fulfill the promises of God. Finally, after believing 
the positive. Look for purpose, using the promises of God, encouraging one another. Now we must sing God's praises. Praise is an expression of our attitude to which God carries us. I know I have a witness is that when you are going through something, if you praise God, you can make it through. Psalm 66 and 2 says, sing forth the honor of his name and make his praise glorious. David was so convinced of the power of praise that he said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Praise is the key to deliverance. Praise lifts us when we are down. Praise is hope in a hopeless situation. To my wife, I know that we've been going through some suffering. I know that you just lost your mother, but I'm here to tell you to hold on because through suffering comes growth. And as strange as it may seem, we should encourage through our suffering. We should come in here with praise on our lips and thanksgiving in our heart. Because when we start praising God, marriages will be renewed. When we start praising God, prison doors will be opened. When we start praising God, foundations will be laid. When we start praising God, lives will be changed. When we start praising God, joy will come. And please know, the joy that we have, the world didn't give it to us, and the world can't take it away. When we start praising God, mm, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. When we start praising God, we can say like David said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Praise him when you don't feel like it. Praise him when you're down. Praise him when you're up. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the noon. Because when you praise God, he smiles. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. When you get a chance, praise him. Because when you, if chance you get, when your breath that you have, praise God. May God bless you.